Welcome to the GNA Podcast. Game Sounds and Alcohol, where we get drunk and we talk about shit while doing something completely not important. Uh, then we spill our beer all over our table, almost destroying some gaming stuff. And then we get all pissed because that was a really great beer. Absolutely. Fuck the table, it's the beer. Yeah, who cares about the table? The table I can replace. That beer, though. That beer took a long So I am Cecil Xavier, your host. We are chilling out right now, uh, playing some Destiny 2, and getting getting a bit bit shitty. A bit shit-faced. Uh, you heard the... You heard my co-hosts there, D and my D from Microbrew Gamers and Cyberblood of Zyber Games. How are you two doing tonight, man? Not too shabby. Uh, doing Surviving. Right. Oh. Feel a little crappy tonight, so a little under the weather, but I'll, I'll be all right. Oh, well, you know what I say about being under the weather? More alcohol. Yep. It usually works. Uh, you know what? If I find that there's a bug living inside of me for any reason whatsoever, alcohol poisoning gets it rigged right out of me. All right, come on. What did we say back in high school? It's always better to be under the weather than under Miss Francis. Oh dear Lord! Wow, you had to bring. Wow, I mean, um, my nipples were. You'd be dead. Wow, <laughs> but that's a way to instantly bring the conversation. I know, right? Show Especially if, if you know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Arrow says. So, so I guess the the most important thing that we always have to do every single what is everybody d what do you what are you drinking tonight? unfortunately i'm keeping it light because like i said i'm not feeling very good so i'm only drinking some schmiernoff ice some grape ones um i keep a stock of them. the wife lives loves them i like them the grape flavor is actually pretty darn good very nice yeah i didn't th- i wouldn't have thought it was it would have been that good but i actually like my favorite is the raspberry but my wife actually prefers the grape which is like wow usually we don't like grape flavored anything i can believe that i can believe that i actually uh like grape soda is one of those weird things that i really really like it's just, it's completely off the wall, because it doesn't actually taste like grape. It's, I mean, it's totally artificial, completely. But, I mean, I really like grape soda. Maybe it's because it tastes like purple. Soda. <laughs> it tastes like purple. S-O-D-A, soda. <laughs> so what are you drinking, Cyber? Um, I am hitting the fucking uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company again. And this time around, I am trying out their uh, Mango Guppy. Uh, it is a Sisson IPA brewed with mango and honey. Dude, I saw that can. That can looks yeah. amazing. Like, it really it is, is impressive looking. Yeah, it is awesome. It's flashy yeah. and tasty. Now, normally it, when I'm talking like, about getting my hand on on, some, on on a can, I'm referring to my wife. But I really want to get my hands on that can. That That's a good looking can. Right? So tell me about this. You know me. I love IPAs, man. Tell me about this right. IPA. Um, Does it taste good? I mean... Is it hoppy? Is it oh is yeah? It mild? It is, is it, uh... it's mildly hoppy. It's only a four point six ABV. Well, that's a light um, beer. Yeah, it's it's light and but it has a mild hop taste to it. Not like you know weak like most low by volume alcohol where it you taste more of a a fruity floral. This this tastes like. It, it had hops added to it through uh, several stages of it. I haven't looked this one up. I looked all the other ones up before coming on the show. This one I didn't get a chance to. I just popped the top, started playing a game. Yay yeah, for research. Phrasing, but... When you're talking about coming on the show like that, that's, uh, that's borderline hey. not safe for work. <laughs> what am I talking about? This is the GNA podcast. We're always not safe right? for work. I mean, come on. Again. <laughs> well, I myself have dropped back to a i you know what i'm gonna call this 
uh, minus the 120, which I can never get my hands on, so I don't even put it on a ranking chart anymore. I'm going to call this my favorite dogfish head IPA. Actually, I'm going to tell this my favorite dogfish head beer. I'm, I'm going to lay that down. The 90s? I, no, I am drinking the Flesh and Blood IPA. Ah, the uh, zombie brew. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's got or, it's got orange peel, lemon lemon flesh, and blood orange. And you know what? It is just a really nice, well-rounded beer. I'm... I've not been disappointed with this guy yet. I wasn't going to drink it on the show tonight because I didn't want to do that repeat thing. But, uh, man, it's just, it's good. It's just, it's so good. It's so yummy. It's got that perfect amount of bitterness, you know, lets you have that aftertaste to let you know you just drank an IPA. But it's got that very, very smooth citrusy flavor with it. It's just, nice. man, it's a yummy I, beer. I still haven't found it around here anywhere. Man, I'll, I'll have to, when I sent a care package up there, with some retro gaming stuff, I'll have to send a, a six pack or something up with it. Cause man, it's 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 really it's a yummy beer. It is a yummy beer. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it, I would put it just barely above their Indian. Cause I love oh. Dogfish Head's Indian Brown Ale. I mean, I, I absolutely love that damn beer. And uh, I would I would put it just barely above the. It's just it's a it's a really really yummy beer. And if you like IPAs, I I strongly suggest it. Go check it out. Dogfish Head Flesh and Blood IPA. Just fantastic. Uh, speaking of care packages, um, I, I got to send you a care package with a sampling of all the um, Pikebrook stuff that I've been trying out. Oh, the God, one that def- I think definitely. that you're going to absolutely love is the Black IPA. I know, racist, but that's the name of it's it. It's all right. It's all right. We're, 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 I think everybody who's listened to the show is used to us being. No, they're just used right. to right. uh, like our cohort. Club. See, I like uh, so so. If it, if it wasn't apparent, if I did, I thought I, I'm pretty sure I said it already. But uh, we're playing some Destiny Two, at least Zyberblood and I. And this is uh, you know, I've I've gone. This has been an emotional roller coaster with this game. I've gone so back and forth on this. Um, I don't know. I dig it. I'm digging it. I'm having fun. I'm I'm enjoying it, but I think uh, this time around, just starting off as like you know, next to nothing on you. Um, things are a little OP. How, how do you mean? Like, uh, the Fallen and everything. Oh, oh yeah. Well, once you level up a little bit, it's, they... Like, they just starting up. off, it's like, okay, um, yeah, you lose your light, but everything else is still basically feeling like where Destiny 1 left off. <laughs> so it's like... Just, just to... Just a quick heads up, your your audio has gone way loud and way distorted. Well, yeah, I, I was like, it was like, I sound okay. Yeah, you are, you guys. All right. You just, like, I, I know I'm drunk, but that, that just made, like, my eye twitch. That was, <laughs> that was how loud it went. All right. Yeah, I've been having some uh, issues since uh, Windows update. Oh, so I see. You're going to be one of those people who blames it on Windows. Absolutely. Shmup date. Yeah, shmup date. Woo-wee. Because after, so, uh, after we set this well, up, I don't touch shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's got to be something uh, something resetting settings on your machine somehow. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Either that or like all of a sudden you decided to talk with the microphone in your... Which, I mean, I do that all the time. I don't expect anybody else to do that. I mean, I do that. But I thought that was just a me thing, you know, like raiding with your pants off. I thought that was just a me. Thing. Uh, is it is is it a bad thing if you raid with your pants off and the camera's on? 
No, no, that's how. Like that's the only way to raid, man. Oh, okay. Cool, like, cool. like seriously, like, is there any other way to raid? No. Um. Holy shit! They out. have bombs on them now. Oh yeah, exploder shanks. They've been there for a while. So, on the pants off thing, probably I don't know. I, I'm probably I'm sure I talked about it on the show at one point in time. But uh, yeah, so there's a little story behind that. Story time with Cecil. Story time with Cecil. So we like playing Destiny One. We used to play it all the time. I still I'd, I'd probably still be playing it if Destiny Two didn't get released. But. Uh, We'd get up. We'd get up, and I'd, uh-huh. I'd join the clan. Dungeon Protocols DPS. Shout out to you guys. And uh, I used to sit there, and I, I'd literally like we'd plan raids for the moment that I got home from work at, at the early stages. So I literally, I would, I would get home from work, and I used to work some really, really long. So I'd get home from work, and uh, like I'd literally run in, turn on the PlayStation, sit down, and start raiding. Um, and like I'd get in. Oh my god! And start going. We'd be cranking along. And, uh, like, the first thing I would do when I would get home would usually be, like, I'd take off my work clothes because I don't like I don't like just sitting around in my work clothes all the time. So I'd take those off. Well, when I run right in the door and I sit down and I start playing, I don't have time to take any of those. I don't have to, any time to disarm. Just literally, whatever I got on, I'm sitting there. So I'm uncomfortable. Like, we'll start raiding and we'll get everything going. And all of a sudden, like, just as we're getting all settled in, we're getting to start raiding. I'll be like, oh, hold on, guys. I got to take my pants off. And they'd be like, okay. And at first, it was just kind of like a comedic quip, because I'd, I'd say, hey, i got to take my pants off. Well, it, it turns out that it started to be like a lucky thing that we had to do. So I'd take my pants off, and every time I had my pants off, we'd nail right through the raid. We'd do it in absolutely no time at all. Well, then all of a sudden, I started like forgetting to take my pants off, and we started sucking really horribly. And then like midway through the raid, one day, I just jokingly said, well, you know, hold on, guys, i got to take my pants off. Well, I took my pants off, and then all of a sudden, we cranked right through the raid in no time flat. And I was like, uh, okay, that was pretty funny. So it just it just turned into, like, the thing now. To the point, and I think it was Soul. One of the guys uh, one of the guys in the clan, his name was Soul. Soul something. Somebody's going to tell me that. Soul I'm Evidence? preaching right now and saying, no, no, it wasn't Soul Evidence. That's concrete evidence you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, yes. Somebody's probably listening to this show right now and going, Jesus Christ, his, his name is Soul whatever. And I completely forgot, but it's because I didn't really raid with him that much. Not that I didn't like him, I just didn't raid with him that much. So, like, it was it was somebody from his group. It might have even been him. And I get, a, I, I get a message over group me. And the message goes, hey, are you wearing your pants right now? And I was just sitting down, like, I think watching TV or something. And I went, yeah, why, what's up? He's like, can you take them off? I went, yeah, sure. So I stand up, I drop trowel. And my wife goes, what are you doing? I said, one of the guys in the clan wanted me to take my pants off. She goes, okay. So like 10 minutes later, I get another message. Thank you. Like, okay. So it turns out that like taking my pants off turned into be like the clan. If everybody's sucking at a, everybody's having a shitty time at a raid, I'd take my pants off and all of a sudden everybody would be doing fantastic on a raid. So that's just the... the, the Mind over matter between story. your legs. My pants off. Yeah, it was, you know... And literally, like, we'd, we'd start raiding, and it would get down to the point of, uh, like, we would have be having a horrible time. Like, a raid that we know, that we've done, you know, a dozen or more times, that we all know the mechanics on. Everybody knows what they're doing. And we would just be having a problem. So, middle of a raid, all of a sudden, somebody like Magnate or, or Garcia or somebody, they just pipe in and they go, they go, Cecil, your pants on. 
be like, yeah, hold on a second, guys. And then they'd all start grumbling and groaning. And then as soon as I take my pants off, we'd start winning. Like, we would blast right through the damn raid. And it even got to the point that people would just start to go, like, we'd be mid-raid. And I'd just hear somebody go, wait a second, Cecil. And I, they wouldn't even finish a statement. I'd just go, yep, hold on, guys. So that's why it's important to raid with your pants off. Because if you don't have your pants off, boys and girls, your raid team will fail. So take your pants off. Especially if you're, like, at one of those public event things where you, know, you got a bunch of people and you're watching. Turn around behind you, Zyber, like, nope, nope, nope. Oh. All right. Now you, now you fall to your death. Yep. Hold on, don't move. I got gotcha. you. All so, like, we weren't just going to talk about Destiny and me playing with my balls hanging, were we? No! No, no, no. There was a thing. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we have to talk about the, um, the Blue thing. Shark's thing. The thing. The thing with the thing. Yeah, Blue Shark's not here, so we totally got to talk about Blue Shark. God, it's always about him. Now his name's Marsha. Marsha, Marsh. Shark or Sharky, Shark. Where'd you go, Zyber? Are you underneath me? I'm coming. I'm coming up. So, yeah. Are you sure you're not just breathing hard? Uh, that's a possibility. That is a very solid so, possibility. So Blue Shark's got this thing going on. Well, Blue Shark's participating. In this right. Thing going on. It's with the TPC? Uh, yeah, three-player co-op. They're doing a charity event. Now, I know it's a little bit early, because it's like September, to be pumping something in November, but you know us. We're, we're all about spreading the word and falling off edges, because that's what's important in life. So three-player co-op, they're going to be doing a charity event on November 4th. And Blue Shark is actually participating. He's getting a slot, and he is going to be doing some playing to raise some money for local charity. So his uh, his stuff is Blue Shark 45, like everywhere, Twitch, Mixer. I don't know where he's going to be broadcasting right from the second. My assumption is Mixer, because that's where the three-player co-op does a lot of their streaming. But I don't know. But it's going to be a charity event. It's going to be... It's going to be for Children's Hospital. Somebody correct me. Somebody somebody back me up here because I've been pre-graining way too much on these very, very young. Okay, nobody's going to nobody's gonna back me up on this, so I'm totally just going to wave at Zyberblood over there. It is hold on, hold on. I'm wave. I'm uh, putting better armor on at the moment. Oh, I see how it is. All about you. All yep, about I'm Marsha right now. Um, so November 4th, check that out. Um, or don't. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. Oh! Shit! You just died a horrible death, didn't yes, you? Yes, I, I just zigged when I should have zagged. <laughs> That's a totally awesome quote. That's T-Bird. Had an affinity for fire, or for explosives. Looks like he zigged when he should have zagged. So, what you guys been up to? What's, what's been going on this week? Uh, work and work drama. Work and work drama. Yeah, yes. I hate work and work. I, I hate drama in general. Same here. I usually try to squash out drama as soon as it starts to happen. Like usually with the lines of "get the fuck out" or "go away," I ate your your child or something like that. How'd you end up in my bed? Well, there goes the whole drama genre of movies out the door. All right, where's speaking of movies? What what's what's come out? Like I have totally not. I I haven't been in the movie in friggin' forever. It, it's now out. Oh no way! Have you seen it? I haven't yet. No, not yet. I, I want to, but it's it's just come out. Oh man, I got to check out reviews on that because I mean I am I am so on the fence on that movie. Yeah, I want to see it, but I I just there's like this. Oh man, Tim Curry yep. in my head is Pennywise. He's just Tim Curry is so many friggin' things in my head. I mean, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Legend, uh, yeah, Do- I mean, Legend, Franken- yeah, Doctor Frankenfooter, Darkness and Legend. I mean, he's just so many things in my head. The Mister Body from Clue. What well, can't he do? Oh man, I don't know, but that, that man, 
That man was just amazing. He can't sing. Ah, oh, shit, motherfucker. He can't sing. Sing better than I can. Yeah, well, if, if you think he can, watch or listen to the song called The Rock. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he can't sing. <laughs> I love the man, don't get me wrong. And yes, he can sing better than I can. He can probably hold pitch, all that stuff, but no. It's, it's like William Shatner singing Lucy in the Sky with Diamond. It just doesn't work. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he sings, well, Shatner sings Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds like he's Captain Kirk. I mean, I'm dead serious. If you haven't listened to it, YouTube it. I guarantee you'll find it. While you're at it, YouTube the song that William Shatner and uh, Henry Rollins because while while Shatner can't sing in general, in my well, I just I, I'm not. You're just a liar. I don't. I just don't. I just don't. I don't like to sing. But yeah, seriously, like Henry Rollins and William Shatner did. Uh, they did a oh God. What the hell was the name of that song? They did a song. It was called like I can't get behind that. Uh, he said as he approached a morbidly obese woman. Yeah, that's. That's that's the name of the song. I can't get behind that. Holy crap. I can't believe I remember that off the top of my head. So, okay. So, Henry Rollins. Actually, there's this thing. Henry Rollins also does a, a, like a stand-up bit at oh, Joe's Pub in New York City where he talks about how about his friendship with William Shatner. And how you got to watch, like, seriously, if, if you don't know who Henry Rollins is, you got to go find out who Henry Rollins is. Henry Rollins is a trip. He's just an absolute. But, anywho. Uh, so... He does this little stand-up bit where he's talking about his friendship with um, with, Henry, with uh, William Shatner. And he's going on and he's talking about it. And it's a, it's a very typical conversation. I mean, I guess it's a typical conversation when you think about it. But he's talking about, uh, you know, he's talking about Shatner calling him up one day and being like, hey, we should do a song together. And Henry Rollins is like, that's an absolutely amazing idea. Let's do this. And that's I, like, I totally dig people who are super creative like that and just like they don't care. Like they're not prejudiced whatsoever who they who they participate with in what. So like if they're a singer, if they're a, a talker, if they're a comedian, whatever it may be, somebody just comes up to them and says, "Hey, we should go do this," and they're like, "You're absolutely fucking right. We should go do that," and they just go and do it. They don't care like what the outcome's going to be. They just create for the absolute sake of creating. And that's just I, I like those people. Like Henry Rollins is one of those people. He, he just, he creates just for the absolute sake of creating. And it's amazing to some of the things that he does. I mean, some of the things are like super weird off the wall. Yeah. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally pre-grained and, and going off the rails here. So he does this thing where he's talking about William Shatner. And there was this cool part where, where he's talking about, uh, he's like, yeah, so we're starting to sing. We're starting to lay down some tracks and uh, we're going, we're going to it. And, uh, and then all of a sudden he says, he's Bill. And he's like, and I call him Bill. He says, he says, uh, he says, do you hear a guitar? Cause I hear a guitar right now. And Henry Rollins response is, I hear a buzzing in my ear since about like 1984, but I'm pretty sure that's from a loudspeaker blowing up. Like, I don't know what you're hearing. He's like, yeah, we should get a guitarist. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about the guitarist that they get. Now I'm, I'm a bit of a fan, so I'm going to try not to geek out here. Do you guys know who Adrian Blue is? Sounds familiar. All right. You totally got to go look up. For, for the single fact that he is like, he just, he's the guy who makes amazing sound on guitars. Like, just absolutely amazing sounds on guitars. Just with the guitar. Like, not not tripping it out or anything. Just amazing sounds with the guitar. So, anyways, Will Shatner and Henry Rollins get Adrian Blue to play on this song that they just randomly start 
making. And it's just it it's it's a cool story, especially if you just if you dig. Like that's just that whole creative process. Just to hear him talk about it, just to hear him go on about it. It's just cool. Now <clears throat> was the um did he work with any major bands, Adrian Ballou? Uh he's like he's he's like the guitarist. Hold on, let me look up some of the stuff that he's been. Adrian Ballou. Let me kill this stuff in the process. It's a B E L E W, right? B E L E W, that is absolutely correct. So he's associated with King Crimson, Frank Zappa, David Bowie, Talking Heads. Frank Zappa. Okay, that's Tom, that's Tom where I've Club, heard the name before. David Bryan. Uh, the that Bears, was itching a Tori scratch. Amos, I could not Nine scratch. Nine Inch Nails, a Porcupine Tree. I mean, dude, he's he's played around with everything. Dude, the list Everybody. goes on. Adrian Blue is absolutely fracking amazing. If you have not like listened to Adrian, you totally got to check him out. He's awesome. Granted, I'm a fanboy, so there's that going on. Well, come on, he's worked with Nine Inch Nails and uh, Frank Zappa. Yeah, dude. That's that's the reason to look him up right there. Dude, absolutely. I just hope he didn't eat the yellow snow. Oh, no. No, no, no. Watch out where the huskies go. Don't you eat that yellow snow. So you getting Destiny 2D? You thinking about it? You're not going to get it? What you, what's, what's going on with you? I, I'm on the fence. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. So what are you on the fence I mean, about? What, what, what's making you, what, what's going to make you push? Uh, pro- probably about a can of beans will give me that extra push. But <laughs> no, I just, I just have so many games on reserve that I bought. It's like uh, I want it to be a tight month. So I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Destiny could turn into, like, the game is just going to suck the life. I mean, in a few days, I also, I've got East 8 coming, too, so. Holy, you got a lot of stuff coming. That, Metroid on 3DS. What Metroid's coming on 3DS? Uh, they're remaking Samus Returns. Bullshit. And then they're making a whole new uh, Metroid game for the Switch. How did I eventually. miss How did I miss that they're remaking Samus Returns? Not only do they, are they remaking that, which is coming out, I think, was it the 12th? It's coming out in a few days, like the 12th or something, or maybe it might be the 20th. <laughs> But along with that, they're also releasing, you know, the new 3DS XL? Uh-huh. An orange uh, Samus one. No way. Yeah. How have I missed? Well, you know, I know. I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I gave up on the new. I love their product, but man, they're making decisions that I don't know if I can back. I, I, I just, I have too much stuff, so I, I couldn't really bring myself to, to reserve, like, the new 3DS XL. Yeah. Because I already have a couple of them, but it looks pretty. I'll agree with and that. And you might still be able to reserve it. I mean, I don't think they sold out of the, the Metroid one. You know, I do want one. Uh, Metroid one. I could like actually bring up the picture. The picture. 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 I think we may have lost Cyberblood. Is he still here? I know he Maybe his... Uh, yeah, it's so it's basically... It's an orange <clears throat> new 3DS XL. It has like an etched um, like shadow of like Samus in it. Ooh. I, li- I like what you're talking about. And it comes out... Uh, 15th. Okay, wait, maybe it's 15th. 15th, 12th, 20th. What is it coming out, man? <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> okay. Have you decided? Is it, is, it, is it coming out? Is it coming out this year, at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15th. It's coming out the 15th. I, I, I was goofed up. It's coming out the 15th. Well, there's some silence I'm going to have to, like, chop out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the Samus edition, I wonder if it's still order. You know what? I'm actually curious now. How much? Let's see. I'm gonna have to edit out those. Yeah. Let's see. Well, it's gonna be 200 for a new 3DS XL. Oh man, that's just a just a high price point for me, man. Nintendo. I love the 3DS. I really do. And we got silent. And yep, you can still on 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 GameStop's website. You can still add to cart and you can still purchase the Samus uh, Nintendo new 3DS XL. God, 200. You can do that. 200 bucks. Like that's that's the difference between putting 32 more megs of RAM in my sh- in my rig. Okay. What's your rig have now? 32. That's enough for now. 
Take know, the hot dog out your bum and go get the Samus 3DS XL. There are a lot of good 3DS games. A lot of good 3DS there games. There are some great 3DS games. But I, also, I got a 2DS and a 3DS in the house. And my wife rarely... So I could totally... Sell hers. Just, recoup yeah. some of the money. He was selling hers. Sell hers and recoup some of the money. Yeah, I can. It was a gift. She does play it. I mean, like the Professor Layton game. Blame so, the child. They're good. I mean, I like I like the Professor Layton games. They're a nice puzzle game. I mean, I, I love puzzle games. Like, way from back in the day, though. Like, I, I love the... You you remember. You remember Seventh Guest in the Limit Tower. Oh, God. It, it, there's still some of my favorite horror puzzle games from back in the day. Because I, I remember you letting me borrow those, and I just spent... And, and I primarily... I didn't play them during the day, because I had to get the ambiance right. I always played them in the evening when it got dark. In, that, in my parents' old house. Remember that one little... Uh, where the computer room was, like on the, the den right next to my parents' bedroom on the first floor. Oh, yeah. Off the living room. That's where I always used to play them. Yeah, dude. Hugged like, right there. And that was a creepy place because you had your back to the door so people could sneak up on you and really scare the shit out of you. And on the right, there was the door to the outside. Yep. With stuff, you know, animals shuffling around and, you know. Yeah. So that was... Are... Uh... Simpler yeah, you know, you, know what, um, you know what other kind of puzzle-type game I did like, too? What's that? Kind of that era? Is on the PlayStation One. Do you remember Intelligent Cube? That sounds it's really rare so and hard to familiar. find now. You basically had to like move that cube around, and, and it was this, you know, um, on these different levels. Oh god, yeah, Google it. I'm having trouble like picturing and like describing it. But I used to play Intelligent Cube, which I wish I still had because that that disc goes for a shitload of money now. Huh? I to- it's one of the it totally ones. sounds familiar. Like I feel like I remember that. I'm sure you will if you just look at it. Dangerous to go alone. I think they re-released it on the PS4 too. I am totally alone. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you had to move. Um, can you hear me still? I can hear. You. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm alone on uh, Destiny too. Sorry. I oh, okay. I should have clarified that. Well, basically, you have to move like all uh, these. Um, it's a puzzle game. You have to run around the platform made of cubes, and you have to, you know, move them around and everything else. Um, the cover had basically a little dude with like uh, a bunch of like gray like blocks, cubes, and some green ones like. Almost see through ish. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I don't think I've. I, I. It sounds so familiar. You probably played it before, at least at my house. It sounds familiar. I. I I'm not disputing that I did or didn't. I more than likely did. In fact, uh, if you're saying I did, I had to have, but I just don't remember it. Oh, There's just so many great Lord. games that uh, just are so underrated. Like nobody ever. Was, oh, I was talking about the. Uh, you remember the old XCOM game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was talking to somebody about the new XCOM, and I was actually referencing the old XCOM specifically yeah and they had uh you know they had made reference to them like uh no, no the old one like well, what were those like and i started describing them and just trying to, to describe the difference between the original xcom games and that were on pc right but between yeah you know, before they came out on the xbox well yeah before they came out on the xbox and ps4 and all that yeah yeah those are fun oh and, and the gna uh chat room uh-huh I posted a picture of the uh, cover of that game and a couple screenshots. GNA, chat. Oh, God. Cube. Yeah, Jesus, I, I haven't forever. I know. It was, a, it was tough as shit, but it was fun. I really liked wow. it. Wow. It's got megs and megs of memory. It's got, it's got bits and bits of memory. You mean bites? No, bits. Looks like we, we, we actually have <laughs> Zyber. He's... he's uh, Having trouble with the sound and everything else he posted. Oh, no. That's no good. Good thing I was able to show up tonight. It'd be like just you talking to your... Yeah. yeah well, I mean, we, we know what's going to happen if for any reason I end up being alone on a podcast. It's just going to be me reading in the Deckard Kane voice, Penthouse Letters. 
That's all that's going to happen. That's all you're going to get. I mean, if you have any handy, I, I would certainly like you know listen to a few of those if you have those handy right now. I actually don't have them handy because I you remember that penthouse with that redhead that was in it? Yeah. Like that you gave yeah. me forever ago. Well, I finally got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was about a, it was about six or seven months ago. I finally got rid of the damn. I give it to you because you love a redhead. I do. I love redheads. Can't, can't get me wrong there. So I don't even have that one to read. Otherwise, I would like pull that one out and stuff. You know, they, they do have where you can actually, it's like a little magazine specifically of actually just nothing but penthouse letters. I remember those. Like Putz used you to bring them into work or into uh, into school or, or Karen yeah. or something. What, yeah, one of those guys. But yeah, yeah, they still they still sell them. You could pick one of those up and just sit there and just read through all the nice stories one day for, for a podcast. Yeah, well, I, I now should pick one up simply for the fact that if I ever am alone on a podcast, I'll just sit there and read those. I'll just... You could also, I mean, that that would be pretty sexy, but you could also get one of those voice changers and do stuff like Mickey Mouse reads. Oh you my could God. do a whole series of different oh. cartoon characters. Like, hey, fellas, let's talk about pussy. Huh? That'll be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, pretty sure. So many good characters. Yeah, I mean, Peter Griffin. I mean, you could just, like, knock out a whole bunch of fun characters with that. The balloon on the mailbox is the universal sign for body over here. Oh god, yeah, that would be that would be hilarious and scary all at the same time. I'm pretty sure we would either reach a record high or a record low for listeners on that podcast, or be banned. You know, one one of the three, something. Yeah, we we would we would make a record somehow with that podcast. Like it it would happen. Who knows how or why, but it, it, something will happen. <laughs> oh dear lord. Yep. yep. Were we still supposed to talk about the uh, Blue Shark Benefit fundraiser? We, we did. I did talk about it. W- weren't you here? Actually, if you look at the chat, I put a be right back. Wife called, so I had to hit the, the mute button and I had to run up with the kids. So, no, actually, I completely. <laughs> so, you, you were it. in here whatsoever. So, yeah, we talked. We did, yeah. we when did, when, we when you heard about. me make that one comment that I, I only partially caught what you guys were talking about, but may have been out of place after a long silence, that was me just getting back and trying to jump in and having no clue what's going on. I'm here. I'm participating. I'm here with you. I came back for my participation trophy. I want that trophy. I earned it. No, you didn't. You showed up for class. I earned that trophy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely lost Zyberblood. I'm, I'm now playing this game completely without him. I have no clue what's going on, really. Yeah, he's, he said he lost sound, but I think he lost more than sound. I, I think he may or may. He is just... I, I, I think he, if he didn't lose networking or, or internet you know, access... Lost the computer because he's gone. Is he is he still in the chat? He's offline. He's offline. Oh my! Yeah, he's. he's <laughs> we we, we totally lost Cyber. Yep. Cyber's gone. Let's have a moment. Maybe a mini, have a maybe moment a mini, of silence for for maybe the loss of Zyber. maybe a mini hurricane got him. Snuck up and got him. Oh man, that's, that's you know no they've been bueno. sneaking up all over this country. These little these little hurricanes. It's a no bueno. Yeah, too, too. I, I don't know now. I don't know how true it is, but I saw somebody posted something funny. And that movie, like, back in 2004, where everything's, like, you know, Armageddon or whatever. Day After Tomorrow? Yeah, the Day After Tomorrow. They had, like, the three, you know, big hurricanes in a row. Showed a, pic- showed a screenshot of that, Picture right? of, like, the three hurricanes we just had. Yeah. <laughs> well, like no, so no. If, if, you, if you look on, uh, it's on Facebook. And if you look on Facebook, it's actually a picture. It's a screenshot from uh, the Day After Tomorrow with all the supercells and all the things hitting. And it, it yeah. had a tagline of, Hurricane season 2017, and then underneath it on the meme, it goes, uh, screenshot from day after tomorrow. 
No, no, I saw one where it had a screenshot where it caught like three of them in a row that just showed a portion of it and then showed the uh, the current like satellite image from right now when we have like two or three of them. Oh, I got to catch that. Like, I didn't catch that. It was it was like, hey, hey, Mother Nature. I, I did not catch that. I, what I are you doing? What are you doing? Well, since we seem to have lost a Zyberblood, I guess we will. Uh, I guess we will hope that he jumps back in and and talks. But until then, we can delay no more. We've got some questions to answer. We actually have a ton of questions. I think there's even one from Slangel that I did I did not copy over yet. Did I copy it over? I did not copy it over. I suck at life. And I well, totally I kind of figured that out when I, when I figured out you were a zombie. I found a zombie's tent. Yeah. Yeah, we do suck at life. We suck horribly. You know what I should do? I should Not to- as much as vampires. I should totally screw with those guys in the Seven Days to Die chat and drag them over to the uh, show chat just to mess with them. <laughs> you can. And they'd be like, just, what? Just start yanking them over. They it just If you just quickly yank them over, they think they're still just in the chat talking. And we don't say anything and just let them start chatting. Let's just keep let them keep chat. No, no. That'd be funny. We'll do that someday. Just not tonight. Yeah, yeah. That'd be freaking hilarious. Then again, if they're listening to this, they'll probably be prepared for that. So anyway, let's just hope. Let's just hope that we're popular, but not that popular. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got some questions to answer. Um, let me sober up here. Actually, no. Let me get another beer. I can't hear Friday Night Football. Night Football. Uh, okay, so first question actually comes from Zyberblood, even though he's not here to ask the question, which we normally would make him ask the question since he's here. What's your favorite card? Wow. Now, should we keep this? Should we keep this strictly at say like cards, like physical cards, or can we extend that to digital card games, like some of the ones that like like um, Gwent from like the Witcher series and some of the other stuff? Well, you know what? I, I he didn't specify. It just says, "What's your favorite card game?" And since he's not here to like correct it Defend and say question. what it is. I'm going to say let's extend it out to whatever you consider a card game. Like, go hog wild. Well, I mean, obviously my favorite. I'm still, still, still like Magic the Gathering, even though I don't really play it that much anymore. I started collecting the cards again. Okay. Um, So Magic the Gathering overall has always been my favorite card game. But I'm really digging the Gwent game. The what? Is that the Witcher one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the beta test of, of they're making a full blown uh, Gwent card, a Witcher Gwent card game. Oh shit! Yeah, so, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's actually gonna be a complete. Uh, I've been. I was playing that for a while, and it's actually pretty cool. So they extended the capabilities and really kind of fleshed it out for a full fledged standalone game. I I've read a little bit about that, but I haven't been to it. Mostly, mostly because I mean I play a lot of games in general didn't dive into that one specifically but i've, I've heard yeah, my only concern i guess with digital card games is that everybody like I, I can remember what was it age of bahamut came out for the android and i'm pretty sure that wasn't the first card game that came out it was just the first one that i really played a lot of it was fun though yeah it was fun it was absolutely fun but it just seems like everybody's doing it but i guess if you're i guess if it's a good game I'm down with trying it. I'm down with playing it. I mean, it, it, I mean, I can see why. Because I mean, if if you know, you think, oh, digital card game that won't be fun, and somebody does it, and it's like everybody loves it. It's like, yeah, you have people jump on board and try to create their own version. Just like you know, D and D is great, but now you have all the all the uh, clones of it now that everybody's trying to make their own you know version of D and D or you know the Star Wars like you know or the miniatures and everything. Everybody's trying to make you know uh, their own RPG. So yeah, 
And I guess I'm, I mean, but it, but at least I mean, Gwent was popular. I mean, it was it's kind of becoming its own game by popular demand because everybody that played the game Witcher, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people that played the Witcher series love the Gwent game. You know, when you say it that way, when you when you talk about like D and D and everybody kind of copying that, you know, that's that's like a that's a really good analogy. And, you know, that makes me, that actually makes me think a little bit differently because yeah, you know what, everybody did make D and D games, but there was a lot of great games that came out that were D and D esque. But we're really good, so yeah, yeah, all right. They were inspired by it, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of shovelware ones, but I'm sure there's going to be some really good, like you know, digital card games too. I'm down with that. Yeah, I, 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 you have changed my mind. I'm now, I now want to try that game. I actually want to try it out. In fact, I want to try out a couple of games. I'm, I'm very persuasive. You are a very persuasive man. You made me an offer that I cannot. Well. What's my favorite card game? Man, I played so many of the damn things. I mean, I guess I, could, I just got to, I probably got to talk this out, and I'm sorry, but you're talking it out to try to figure this out. So it's, it's a tough one. I mean, there's a lot out, and there's a lot, and not just a lot, but there's also a lot of good games. And depending on what your play style is, whether it be a little bit more, you know, in depth like Magic, or whether more, you know, casual like, say, Yu Gi Oh! Or, or Pokemon or something. Well, I mean, you can get pretty damn in depth in Pokemon. I mean, oh, they, maybe I meant Yu-Gi-Oh! And Pokemon I've never played. I just yeah, I mean, thinking it wasn't quite as depth, but that was just an assumption. My bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand exactly what you meant. But, uh, yeah, like, there's just so many good games out there, especially when it comes to card then, games. Then I think the other thing to take, take into account is I, if my wife was here, she's working, her favorite game is actually a deck-building game. Oh, what was that? Yeah, I know that game. You it was were... called Dominion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, they're just those so... are those deck building games are actually I always thought like you know you build your own Magic the Gathering but the deck building games were basically everybody takes a turn and you all start off with the same thing and you kind of adjust and, and use the cards that are as part of like it's like a board game and you use the cards that are there to, to build your own deck and, and and compete with each other and I always thought eh you know mm-hmm. once I tried it you know with some friends brought it over um and, and of course you know them uh, Josh and Rachel from uh, when when I lived in Maryland yeah. um. We were hooked, and wife especially, and now we've got, not all of them, but we've got quite a few of the expansion. And then, of course, there's also, I mean, there's so many, to, it's it's tough, because there's also, like, along with, of course, for, like, say, you're, like, getting in-depth, like, actual competitive, like, Magic the Gather, and then you got Gwent, like, from the game, but Munchkin is such a fun card game, too. You know what? I, I honestly, I don't think, I, I, I'm, God, I'm trying not to cop out. I gotta make a decision. There are just so many good games out there. I mean, it, it really all depends on what I'm in the mood for and what really is my... Well, you could, you could do you could do a digital because you got my kind of favorite you know pieces there. You can kind of do a digital I would say. Do a digital, a physical and then maybe like a like a, like a, a building one like like a, like, you know, like a Dominion type. Well, you know, I'd, I'd probably have to go I mean, I don't know if I, I, if I can think of a building one but I, I, can, I can definitely think up a... Uh, well, no, I think a building one. So there, there's a game and I think I, I think I first played it over at your house. It was called Boss Mom. Yes, that was Remember a fun that? one. Yeah, like yeah, that, that's yeah. a building style game, and it was it was fun. It was it was entertaining, for fun. Um, I, I definitely I would definitely put that. But, but again, you know, like you know, like what mood I'm in for because like I like playing Boss Monster, but I don't like I don't like playing it all the time because it just. You know, game I really liked. What was it? Was it Marvel versus what was the Marvel card game? Card game that we played? yeah that was that was actually that was gonna I was gonna put that as probably my top game. Like just regular card game, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd put Marvel versus probably there in the top. It was just it's it's unfortunate. It's tough because Marvel versus had the start of a really really great system. They had a great combo system going, but you know they just didn't have the base of people to play it because it uh, 
I mean, it really, I don't know, it, in my opinion, it took kind of the best aspects of the major games out there. It made a game of it. Like, it, it took the, ma- the the best aspects, like Yu-Gi-Oh! and the Pokemon, like Magic, and it took, it took those and it made them into, you know, a single game. And it worked. It worked really well. And you got to play with all the different Marvel characters, which I'm a huge comic buff. So that, that was a huge bonus for me. And maybe that's why I'm a little bit jaded towards it, because I'm a huge comic buff. So maybe that's why I, I kind of am a little jaded towards it. But you, you had great, it had great use of combos in it, and I had a lot of fun playing with you. I mean, I, I really did. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I uh, still got a ton of versus cards here. Like, I'm, it was just I'm unfortunate. Sometimes, and I've noticed that is sometimes like something gets big, it's really good, it gets big, and then something says, you know, we're gonna do something similar, and it's really good too, but then just fails. Yeah, it, I, it's I don't kind know of weird. It was it's, marketing it's, or what really pinned it down. Sometimes, sometimes I just don't understand the algorithm of life. Sometimes, you know, because it's like, yeah, you have some shows that go on forever that suck. You know, like a- anything from Kardashians, Jersey, oh, Sh- God, you, know, yeah. you know, that type of crap will last forever. But then Firefly. I mean, how amazing was something like Firefly? And it's just gone, and it still has a huge cult following. Yeah, but Firefly, Firefly failed for so many reasons, and it's so much on the studio the, for for releasing. They, they re- the original releasing was out of order. So it had almost no context when you were watching it. Uh, really? I didn't know that. Because I, I didn't see it till like, I didn't see it right when it first aired. So I caught up on it, like, after, you know, a little bit after. Yeah, it, uh, the original release of Firefly on Fox, it was released out of order. So you watched it, and it had no context to it whatsoever. Okay, now was it like, say, did they make them out of order? Or did basically just Fox fuck up no, and just they, put them out of order? No, they did not make them out of order. They had them in a specific order, and they were released out of order. Oh, thank you, Fox. You now, again, if, if I'm wrong, write in, email us, tell me I'm wrong. But if you came to this show looking for accurate information, really, really wrong place. You, you'd have to, for accurate information, you have to look at the sober chain. <laughs> yeah, look look for the sober ones, because they'll have way more better, more in-depth and logical. <laughs> facts, facts good. Facts good. Yeah, exactly. Facts good. Like, I just whiffed on that friggin', completely whiffed on that bow. That was horrible. Like anybody watching the stream, I don't even know if anybody's watching the stream, but if you are watching this, really sorry. That was horrible. But yeah, Fox completely biffed that one out. Released it out of order. They they brought it out. They did horrible marketing for it too. I mean, it was just, but but that just goes to show you the cult following of the show, that it, it had enough cult following that they were like, hey, you got to make a movie. Unfortunately, there was an, all, I think all the people who clamored saying, hey, you have to make a movie, they were probably the only people to go watch it because again, the marketing of it was horrible and that just goes to show you that the, the marketing has a, a you know marketing and advertising does actually is effective it, it does work or oh, it's, not work <laughs> it's a huge huge thing especially with someone but hey you know you don't you don't put you don't back the horse the horse falls oh yeah so i guess digital game if i was gonna go digital god i, I i'd go rage of Bah uh bahamut yeah rage of bahamut i really it really enjoyed that game i i don't play it anymore um just because I stopped playing it, but I literally was, I, I, I really dug playing the game. I, I was to the point that when I would go over somebody's house, if they had a phone and they didn't have Rage of Bahamut, I would grab their phone. I'd be like, hey, let me sign up. Under, Let me just sign you up. I don't care if you play it, but I'm just confirming it. Let so me just that, add it to your phone. Yeah, I'm just confirming it on your phone so that I can get the uh Yeah, I think you did that to my bonus. phone, too. I think I did. Yeah, I did it to everybody. Yeah, my old phone. But that, that phone long since died, so... Yeah, but it was basically like, hey, I'm just confirming you so that I can get the perks from it. 
uh, I really don't care about anything else. I'm just getting the perk. <laughs> I don't care. I'm taking perks, foo. Yeah, it's like, hey, I, I changed your tire. You owe me. <laughs> it's like, it's like I changed your tire. I put a new tire on. Yeah? I know. Get a free ice cream. Yeah, what? when the fuck we on? get ice cream? <laughs> All right, so there's card games. Um, but, I mean, really my official answer is it's hard to choose. There's so many good ones out there. And really it's just whatever mood I'm in, that depicts what game I really want to play. But if I have to choose, there's my choice. I think we got some good ones too. I got to try out that that uh, that Witcher game. Like I'm, yeah, I'm totally stoked on trying it. I wasn't, but when you just described it, I'm I'm now stoked on trying it. So what's the next question? You got the thing up. You got the thing yep. up. What's the next question? It says what gives you nightmares, such as food eaten before bed, movie or show or something in your life? That's a good question. I guess I'll answer it first since I never answer first on these things. There's only two of us. Yeah, yeah. So you can take you can take this one first. I'm gonna answer. Mine's first. gonna be quick and simple. Oh God, don't. I don't even want to know. Actually, I'm going to find out. But So, let me see here. Uh, what gives me before dinner? You know, I don't really dream the problem. I mean, I don't. I know I dream. I know clinically I dream. And yes, you don't you have just, to... You, you don't remember. You don't wake up yeah. like, ooh, 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 please, please, please bring back fireflies. Yeah. Man, what gives me... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to lame out here. I mean, like like scary movies... No, you're don't... not. I, I could probably name what will give you nightmares. No, don't tell me, Mr. No, no. No, when we woke up after drinking a lot and gaming, okay. Teletubbies, those sad damn things are frightening. Man, you know what? That would give me nightmares. But you know what? Nah, I got, I got, I got to even kick back. They, they. What are the Furby of yours? Teletubby. No, oh my God, yes, you nailed it right there. Oh my God, <laughs> I forgot about that thing. Thank you for bringing up a horrible That's a memory. Scary ass Furby. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! That Furby named Sumo gives me nightmares. In fact, thinking about it right now will probably give me nightmares tonight. That damn Furby. Furbies and... Ah, screw them. No, no, bad. God. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy they didn't give them little arms. Oh, God, that would have been so or creepy. Or opposable thumbs. That would have been like Chucky creepy. Yeah, because then they could actually do something. Oh, God. So, okay, so quick story for anybody wondering why the hell I'm freaking out about a Furby. So I got this Furby. You know, Furbies came into... Um, fad and i'm like yeah okay i'm young i'm gonna do a little fad thing. the first the first because they've been reintroduced the first yes. one was like the 90s yeah the, the the first like mechanicalized mechanized furbies that came out forever um and if it came up before then hey write me and tell me gna podcast at gna and you're telling me i'm wrong i love song i love a little more si- they're a little bit more simple than the uh convoluted release and re-releases of the troll dolls yeah yeah i looked up that and went what the how many times did that come out what the f- what what yeah <laughs> troll trolls have been Trolls have been released. In the, they, they were released in back forever. in the 90s when we saw them. And they, they came out when? Like the, the, the 70s, I think, originally. I, I, Might have been I, been I, the can't, I can't dispute it. I honestly don't know off the top of my head, so I cannot dispute it. Yeah, because my, my grandparents' house, there was one from like the 60s or 70s. used to sit there as old as shit. So, okay, so these this Furby. All right, so I got this Furby, and it was named Sumo. All right, so when you turn it on, it would go... I'm sumo. And you had to like teach it words and stuff. Really, it wasn't teaching it words. You just, it had a voice thing that recognized when somebody was talking and it had a, like a predestined thing that it would randomly learn. So whatever you said to it, it, it wasn't you actually teaching it as pre-programmed to after a certain point in time and it heard enough noise, it would, it would, uh, it would start saying more. I actually tested this because I reset the damn thing and I put it next to the TV for three days straight with it. And all of a sudden, it became, it was like quoting Shakespeare to me. So I'm like, yeah, okay, you're you're learning just from noise. And I don't even think I had it on a channel. I think I actually had it on white noise the whole time. White noise. 
It became sentient. Yeah, exactly. The sentient Furby. So this Furby, like I, I never changed the batteries on it. It was like a fad for a little while. And then I put it in this back room and I left it there for years. And I kid you not, it was years. So we finally go back and we go to clean out this room. We find this Furby there. It's like, oh, look at this. It was Furby. So we take this Furby and we pick it up. And uh, it's like, oh, look at that. It's cool. So we put, I put it back down. I'm not thinking anything of it. I just pick it up, put it down. And I am fully cognitive of the fact that this thing has been sitting there for years. So I'm going, yeah, the batteries are dead. I don't, I don't have to Batteries should be leaking acid in it yeah. by now. I'm not caring nor worrying about it whatsoever. I'm just like, yep, whatever. It's, it's Furby. And all of a sudden... This thing comes alive and goes, ah, sumos. At this point in time, I took it, I shoved it into a bag, I went into the backyard, and I buried it. Because that thing should not have been alive, that thing should not have known how to talk, that thing should not have had anything to do with the real world. <laughs> and it all of a sudden started talking. That was enough for me to say, nope, not doing that. Signing off. Sayonara. So I did. I went to the backyard and I buried that damn fur. There's no fucking way that I was letting that Furby sit in the house. That was fucked up. Negative. All right, so what's uh, what gives you nightmare? Oh well, uh, well, the memories of war, yeah, a lot of nights, PTSD, pretty much. So, got the uh, yeah, uh, up close and personal war. That's that's what that's what does it to me. Meh. That's, that's uh, why I don't play a lot of the Call of Duties and all that's you know the real you know the more realistic war type games. Well, you're not or missing watch much. the war movies. Yeah, you're you're not nah. missing much. I don't know. I want to see Dunkirk though. You seen that? Or have you have you seen the adverts for that? The adverts, yeah, but the wife won't let me because every time I see something that actually hits on more realistic, like, you know, that type, like, actual realistic stuff like that. No, no, flashbacks. No, that's not. Yeah, so what, what you're saying is not happy when that happens. So what you're saying is we got to drug you up and then go have you watch that so that you can have flashbacks. You're just too, you're too stoned to care. And just keep all sharp objects and weapons away. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that's every night. Like, we hang out. It's like, okay, where are the sharp objects? It's like when I show up at your parents' house and they're like, do you have any explosives on you? They pad no, you down for that. No, I don't have any explosives on me. Well, go up against the wall. Let's Assume sure. position. All right. So, next question. What do we got here? Um, if your life were a video game, what would it be named, and what style of game would it be? <laughs> for me, <laughs> go ahead. Goofy and really terrible platforming. <laughs> I fall a lot. <laughs> I could see that. I could totally see that. Uh, that 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 are a bad version of Army Men 3D. Mine, mine would be The Sims because like just random acts. Funny, of I thought violence. I thought yours would have been a version of Minesweeper. <laughs> Y'all, screw you! God, you blow yourself up once and you never live it down. Jesus, you build a thousand bridges. Do they call you the bridge builder? No. You you pave a thousand roads. Do they call you the the road paver? Nope. But you blow yourself up one time. Well, they call you Wiley Coyote. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I think you answered that. I answered that. Yeah, we, that was, was a pretty quick and easy one, too. You know, like, that was, that was yeah. Too. Yeah, The Sims. It would, maybe not medieval, but it would definitely be a Sims game. I think it'd have to be a Sims game. <laughs> a Sims where, 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 where the player is just terrible human being and we're all on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm on fire or I've, I've been put into a pool and they've taken the, the ladder out so that I can't get out. That's 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 my life. That's where it is. I get up, I, I go to rage. work, I come home, and I burn the house down making toast. Yeah, that's totally that's that's it. That's my life. Right now, I think our entire country is experiencing a bad sim game. 
No, no, you're they're, like, they're okay, playing okay, I've got everything. I've, I've got everything. Okay, the Sims are going. You know, uh, it, it's like the Sim City. It's like okay, okay, I've got my, I've got my police officers. I've got my, uh, my fire trucks. I've got my business. You get up to make yourself a burger. Come back. Why is the city on fire? Why is a hurricane blowing everything down? Exactly. Yeah. Why is why is Godzilla stomping on everything? What the f- happened? Yeah. What what did I miss? How did I leave to go take a dump? And now my city is in ruins and people are protesting. It's pretty much what happened. Yeah. That was that was micromanaging at its well worst. All righty. So I guess we got. Oh, well, go ahead. You got a question now. This actually one's the next one's from you. Well, actually, the next one is from Totes. Oh shit! Missed Totes. <gasps> you can't miss the Totes. I just hiccuped and I think I broke something. <laughs> yep. Definitely broke something. It's all fun and games. You start sputing blood. All right, so Totes, he wrote in, what is the most action-packed action movie of all time? Damn. You know what? We grew up in the 80s, and I watched so many of them. They they all, like, blend together. This is a hard one. This is totally a hard one, because there's been some really, really great movies. I mean, especially when you, like... like okay, I'm, I'm a fucking 80s guy. Whatever. Shut up. I really like kung fu action, so I'm probably going to go something that... Well, well, I'm just, I mean, there were, there were just so many great ones that came out, like the Expendables that came out okay, that yeah. really just captured that feeling of like eighties and nineties nostalgia for action. Like those just right there. I wouldn't put those as the best, but getting all those guys together, it just, it had to be a blast to make. It just had to be a total oh, yeah. blast. Well, go ahead. What, what, if you had to pick one, there's a gun to your head right now. You got to pick. Probably, um, Jet Li the one. Jet Li the One. That's a good movie. Ooh, good call. The other, the other one I was actually thinking of is, and I'm trying to now. I'm just kind of drawing a sudden brain fart on the name of the movie, but it was. Um, they had gun katas. God, oh man, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I've seen it. I can't think of it. Oh my god. It's. It was like, oh, oh. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Gaming is stopping. We got to ask Emperor Google that. That is going. Yeah, to yeah. I was actually just about to pan apart. Let's, let's edit out all this typing later. Not John Wick. Was it Equilibrium? Equilibrium, yes, yes. Yes, yes that was also... I think Equilibrium is a really good contender for that. Yeah. Dude, that was like one of the one of the main movies, I really think, that got Christian Bale the Batman series. Yeah. Like, seriously, just watching him in that movie. But you gotta admit, though, I mean, obviously, you're not realistic, but you gotta admit, though, the gun con is fucking cool. Uh, dude, that was... It was cool. It was cool. It was definitely not realistic whatsoever. But it was cool. It was cool to watch. If you see me go like and do a cool, fancy gun cutter like that, nobody else got a chance to shoot. Check me for holes. I probably shot myself. Oh yeah, every yeah, I, single time. I, I blew a toe off. So, so final verdict. What's what's it gonna be? What's gonna be the, the most action-packed action out there? You gotta make the choice. The choice is important. I'll go with equilibrium. Equilibrium, great choice, man. That's that's gonna be a hard one to top. There's just been so many great ones. You can go back to like the, the Schwarzenegger days, Ando, or you can yeah, you, you can even go back to like some of the uh, you can go back to like Rambo First Blood, or any of the you know any of the Rambo. Yep, movies. Rambo was a fantastic one. Then you had like any of the Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Oh yeah, like Bloodsport. And then there was the one where like he he was in Kickboxer. He was in um, what was the one where he was basically like uh. That soldier, basically, that revived from the dead, and he had to stay cool. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier. That, that was a good one too. Yeah, that was a great, great movie. That was a, that was an action packed one. Dol- uh, Dolph Lundgren, I think, was in that too, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Or was he? Was he in the first? Dolph one or the second one. Oh, now you're gonna call me. Yeah, I, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I remember he was in one of them. I think it was the first one. Yeah, I think it was the first. I think one. so too. Go with the first one. That's what I'd go with. All right. So, man, there's just been so many. Cool 
great action. That's a tough question because, like, what's the most action? That's and of course, there's, then of course, there's all the martial, the fun martial arts ones, like the Jackie Chan ones for funny action. Oh yeah, like drunken. Jackie master. Chan had a lot of like. Oh my god, he had a lot of. Oh like, no, drunken no, master. no 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 no. Rumble in the Bronx. No no, I've I've got it. The most action packed movie. No no, I don't got it. Damn it, this is a hard question, Toast. Hey, don't got it. This is a really really hard question, man. God. Not just hard as me. Giggity. Man, this is, this is this is. I know whatever answer I give, I'm gonna go back on and be like, no, this was better. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm calling it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I, I'm gonna say shoot him up. Shoot him up. Shoot him up. Did you ever see that? Think so. Shoot shoot him up, man. Shoot him up was a a classic style. Like it was campy, but it it knew it was campy. It was like it was. I don't want to say bad acting. It was actually pretty decent acting. But it's uh he was also in uh, he was in. Uh, it's Sin Clive Sin. Owen. Clive Owen. That's it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Clive Owen. Was in yeah, Sin I'm looking Sin at I'm well. looking at the IDMB right now. It sounds so familiar, but no. It came out in 2007, so... Yeah, it, 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 yeah it's, it's not a new movie. It was, it was definitely an older movie. Not a new, not a really old. But, uh, yeah, shoot em up. It was it was campy, and it had so... It just was packed with action throughout it. And the, the premise, premise in it. The, the, yeah, the, the premise I'm reading is is, is uh, Smith and DQ, you know, the, the, uh, the team there, you know, Clive Owen and, and um, the chick, Monica Bellucci... Oh, she, um, she's hot. They're uncovering a dying send to just plot to harvest bone marrow from baby. That doesn't sound like that'd be far-fetched either. Dude, it's, <laughs> it really it's um, like, literally, it starts off, it starts off with, with this dude, and this woman, like, comes into, I think it's like a, a dining hall or, like, a restaurant or, like, a, a, a diner or something, and she's running from some people, so, and this guy is just sitting there, like, eating carrots or something, and he, he totally shows up. And he's, uh, he, you know, or she totally shows up, and all of a sudden this fight just breaks out. And he's, he's got some of the, some of the, okay, they're really bad. They're totally bad, but they're hilarious. They're like, you know, he kills a guy with a, a, a carrot by shoving it through his mouth or his eye or something like that. And his one, his tagline to the guy is, eat your vegetables. It's just, you know, it's so campy, but there's, there's a lot of friggin' action in it. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it's just I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm labeling that. It's it's a good fun, super action packed movie. I'll I mean, th- if, if, th- if I had I'll to choose a up. second, I'd probably go with like RoboCop or something. All right, let's see if this... yeah, the first one. Yeah, right, I mean cool. RoboCop had a ton one. of action. In it. Oh, I'm gonna go with shoot 'em up. I'm final answer, shoot 'em up. Awesome. Now that might it's available so right now on see. looks like HBO Go. It's on Netflix. I, I thought it would be on. No, it's on HBO Go. Uh, it's on YouTube so. from two ninety nine iTunes, Amazon Video, Vudu, Google Play. But I have HBO Go because I already have HBO. So I'm gonna take a look at that later. Check out Shoot 'Em Up, man. It's I, I mean, yes, don't yes, go into it expa- yes, expecting yes. like some classic, awesome, like blow your socks off movie. It's full sometimes of you just want a lot of just mind numbing action. Yeah, it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of people getting shot. The villain in it, um, God, what was that guy's name? Giovanni, Giamani, Giamatti. Yeah, Paul, Paul. He was the senator, Paul Giamatti? No, 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 no. It's like Paul. G- There's Isn't that a fashion designer? Paul Giamatti, I think is his name. Paul, it's Paul, it's Paul something. Paul, I want to say it's Paul Giamatti. I'm going with Paul Giamatti. But anyway, like he plays the villain in it. And he plays, like, he plays the the IT supervisor 
like villain. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, yes, with an M. You are that's right. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. Yes, I knew it was that. So he plays like he he, he totally plays the the middle management supervisor villain. <laughs> he just does a great job of doing it. Like seriously, he's just he, throughout the whole movie, he's talking to his wife. You know, his wife is calling him, and, he, and he's arranging stuff for like picking up his daughter or something. It just it's it's a good movie. Go check it out if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, that would so, be- so, so he's oh yeah, I'm a nice family guy, but I'm really an assassin, kind of like gross point blank over there. No, no, it's not even that. Like he's just this badass dude. He's just he literally is just a badass dude. Like that's it. That's awesome. Like you get no real backstory to him. At least none, none that I remember. Maybe there's a ton of it in there, and I just completely was oblivious. I don't know. But you don't really get a ton of backstory. You just get right into action. Like, here's what's happening right now. And you figure out that he's like, knows this chick or he's, he's maybe not dated her, but he knows her. And it's just, it's, it's a great fun flick and it's totally full of action. All right. What's the next question, man? What do we got? That one is actually for me. I, I decided to put, what's your favorite Castlevania game of all time? Castlevania game. And I would say, I'm going to expand this. I would say both um, CD based and up and one that's the retro. CD Basin Up. Well, there's a lot of CD Basin Up that are retro. And like when you say CD Basin Up, does it count the DS PlayStation cart- and Up? I'm gonna say PlayStation and Up. I'm okay, gonna so say. so we're talking PlayStation cartridge one, versus Symphony Night cartridge versus disc. So so we're talking basically Symphony of the Night Beyond as one segment, yeah. and then retro being anything before Symphony. Yes. Okay. Are we including Symphony of the Night? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. Personal favorite. Whoa! Hey, hey. back. Zygors come back here. Can you hear us, man? I don't know for how long, but yeah. Well, welcome back, man. Okay, so we were on retro games. So since Zyber, since we have no clue how long you're actually going to be able to be here, talk to us. What's your... What's your uh... Well, um, Symphony of Night is one of my favorite retros. I have it on my uh, X-Bone through the uh, 360, you know, their yeah. whole, yeah, like, yeah idea of backwards compatible program whatnot wasn't that like but, um, um, not a remake but wasn't like a remaster didn't it have some extra stuff in it and had some different sprites i think so yeah it, it's a lot more crisp than what we played back in the day i like it i like it a lot um it got me hard another there's there's two of them uh that i also like um which i think is uh um blood moon or something like that bloodlines castlevania bloodlines but yeah, was it Bloodlines or the one where you're like um, a werewolf? Wasn't there one where Bloodlines? Like no, Bloodlines was a Ronde- was um, was a remake of Rondeo of Blood, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I was on yes, I, yes, I had, Rondeo of Blood. That's the, that's the one. Okay, because there was a 3D one where I thought like there was some werewolf thing involved. Was that the Nintendo 64 ones? Because though he had the Castlevania and then he had the uh... maybe I gotta look it up. Hold on, I, I gotta look. Was he under the PlayStation Two Castlevanias as well? Curse of Darkness and. We'll, we'll go on, Cyberblood. So, what's your what's your favorite retro? I like the one that they released for um, the 3DS. Oh, the one where you're Soma? Um, Mirror of Fate? Because um, there's a couple of them. Mirror. The Mirror of Fate. Okay. Mirror of Fates, yeah. Okay, so quick quick, quick quip there. Um, there was one called Castlevania Legacy of Darkness. And villains, large part of the game. Who the hell were you? Plot. Game starts a Man Beast Cornell in the quest to prevent his adoptive sister Ada from being used as a sacrifice to resurrect. So yeah, you're a Was man. that on the 64? That was on the N64, yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just couldn't remember the name, yeah. 
I, I I have a love hate with the Castlevania sixty four also. Oh yeah, love to hate it. <laughs> Tell me, what do you mean? Yeah, um, graphic wise is is kind of shit, but wow. I don't know. 64. I actually enjoyed the playthrough of the game. There's a lot of games that are graphics are shit, but I still love the, I still love the playthrough. Right, like Starflight. Like, also, Starflight was shit. A lot of the like. a lot of the fucking um reviews of the game were like oh it doesn't feel like a castlevania game at all well it did to me well yeah because it was, a, it was <laughs> you play as a belmont what, you have a whip wasn't the you, first you, wasn't that the first rendition though that was 3d versus a 2d side scroller um the uh the castlevania 64 um yeah that was 3D. yeah it was a uh, 3d yeah but wasn't it like its first venture into three it was yes yeah that's why i got so much flack it was its first attempt I mean, granted, it was a painful attempt. I mean, there's a lot of things that were wrong. But it yeah. was still, I mean, it was his first attempt. I mean, it was, right. I enjoyed it because it was a different take on the game. Can you imagine, I mean, obviously, like, say, tech requirements, you know, they would make this highly unlikely. But can you imagine a fully fleshed out 3D um, Castlevania? Dude, if you make it, that... Literally in the size, but in the size of a castle, like for rooms, only fleshed out the full 3D, the size of Symphony of the Night's castle. Okay, only way that I would be on board with that is if Hideo Kojima was lead designer, producer, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about, like, in a perfect world, if you can make it, like, right. that good, like, you know, Symphony of the Night, take that, expand it to actually a highly detailed 3D, where basically you are still in the castle, but now you're able to actually run around the rooms and everything. That would be amazing. That would blow my socks right off. Of course, you would need an entire terabyte yeah, hard drive that... just for the game alone, but... Oh, God. You'd need a terabyte hard drive, like... 85 cores and three petabytes of friggin' RAM. So, you need a um a freaking Pentagon computer. No, you just need the Matrix. You just need to plug in directly to your brain. You need Skynet to play this game. <laughs> Powered by Dyson Sphere. <laughs> oh, God, Dyson is crazy. There's a reference Sorry, I heard Hal. in a while. I cannot do that. <laughs> All right, so, Dean, uh, answer your own question, man. So hands down, uh, like my favorite Castlevania of all time is is Symphony of the Night. We all know this, you know. I, I've gone over you know that a thousand times. So disc based gone up, whether it be um, you know Nintendo sixty four Game uh, Game Bo- uh, Boy Advance. Hands down, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. As far as old school, Castlevania four on the Super Nintendo. Nice. Okay, I'm down with it's that. It's a toss up between the NES is is Castlevania three, but I, I think yeah, my favorite is is, is Castlevania four as far as old old school. Okay. Like, Which includes, of course, the original Game Boys and everything, you know, everything else. All right, so Castlevania Symphony of the Night—that's that's obvious. That's like an easy choice. We know we. If you, if you haven't played it, that's an absolute must-play. Go play it. It like it's, it, it coined I think the term Metroidvania like by itself. Everybody bases Metroidvania on that game. It's yeah. like it's become the status quo. Even even that's though, what the GBA games are, cl- are trying to trying to reachieve. I, I want to point out that even though it coined Metroidvania, then Simon's Quest, in my opinion, really started the whole Metroidvania. Simon's Quest was a lot like Metroid, and it had a full Castlevania feel for it. That's just that's just my opinion. You can call me and say I'm wrong. Until you start trying to jump across a bridge and a swarm of Medusas hit you. Okay, so no, it's just saying. Uh, it's Metroidvania until you start crossing some platforms and a swarm of Medusa heads hit you. Yeah, that is just total fun. But I think actually, I think Simon's Quest really gets underrated and gets some flack it doesn't deserve. I think it was a good one. Well, it was pretty fun. 
that that's where I'm going to come in and I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to start with retro because uh, I already I just said it, and if it wasn't obvious, Simon's Quest retro, my opinion, hands down, just because I I really feel that it it started something way before like it doesn't get enough credit for what it actually Sim- did it did it i don't remember it's been a long time because i really never really played too much of simon's quest you know i played through it once did it have the password system too back then i think it did like metroid did and i think that's one of the reasons it's, it's considered kind of the metroidvania style well, i think i think it did well metroid 2 also had a leveling system yeah but i mean if you just go like metroid 1 for for the metroidvania kind of thing, yeah that's it was massive. It was explorative. It had a it had a huge map that you were working with. You know, it had elements of exploration that you had to unlock. Right. So, I mean, Simon's I mean, Quest. Castlevania Two, rather. Yeah, yeah. In Simon's Quest, Castlevania Two, it just it was so it was just it was so much fun. It it had things that you had to unlock, things that you had to figure out, um, just like Metroid. And I love Metroid. I absolutely friggin' adore Metroid. I actually that's one game that I've broken three times because. Uh, gotten me so frustrated i still own a copy of it and i i haven't touched it since like the last time i played it well dude j- just just to give you a case in point super yes metroid. it did yes it did i just googled it almighty google it did have a password i, I thought it did okay so case in point um super metroid is hands down my favorite game i think i've ever played like if you if you just said hey what's your favorite game i i would not hesitate i would come out with super metroid so that just goes to tell you and that, yes. for a lot of reasons, I won't go into them right now, but for a lot of reasons. But that's why, like, Simon's Quest just really strikes a vein with me, because it's 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 a Castlevania that had a lot of Metroid element to it, and I really just dug, I, I really just liked Metroid. I really, really liked Metroid. And at the time, you know, there wasn't a lot of, like, super exploration game. I mean, there was Final Fantasy and stuff like that, but, you know, there, that was more, like, linear, here's a story. Metroid was, you could really go anywhere. There was a story, but you really could go anywhere and do whatever the hell you wanted. And that's why I like Simon's Quest, because you could go around and just really do whatever you wanted. The curse is out tonight? Yep. Oh, it's it's a horrible night to have a curse. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. I think, was the Castlevania that came out on Netflix, that was a that was a prequel to Castlevania 3, correct? I, I don't even know where the timeline that is. Because I keep thinking it's like, oh, it's it's like the same thing at night, because, you know... Then I'm like, nah, no, I, it isn't. I I think because Alucard, they wake up Alucard, and and in part three you have because I thought Alucard woke up for something the night as well. So he did, he did, he woke up for something the night. But after after Castlevania three, he fell back asleep. He went into a slumber, and then he woke back up for something. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I just can't remember where Simon's Quest falls in there. I'm pretty sure Simon's Quest falls after part three. Crap, I know. You're gonna hate me. You're gonna hate me, Cecil. What's up? I have Simon's Quest uh, boxed. No, man, right I love shelf. That's awesome. The the only one I don't have boxed, unfortunately, I have the game but not the box. Is the first one. Oh, the original Castle. See, now there's there's the thing. Like I I played Simon's Quest before I played the original Castlevania, so I got used to it being Metroid like. So I played it and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is Metroid like. So I went back and I played the first one because I was like, oh man, I must have missed some storyline here. Let me go back and replay it. And I played it, and I was like, oh, this sucks in comparison because I'm stuck. I got, I got to move forward. It's like it's like Mario. I got to move forward at all times. I can't go back no matter what I do. It's lame. I like Simon's Quest. I want to, I want to be able to explore. I want freedom. I still remember the advertisements on TV for Simon's Quest. Oh, yeah, the live action thing? Yep, I remember those. And also the ones for uh, Link, too. 
or, yeah. or uh, I mean, uh, Zelda Two: Adventures of Link. Dude, that's what I loved back in the day uh, for Nintendo and and for the computer games back then too. Is that they didn't really have awesome graphics that they could put their laurels on. They had to sell what they had, so they they made like these awesome live action cover arts. Um, you know, I mean, what, actually, you know, what, you know what's, it's sad what I'm missing. Like, <clears throat> you get a new game now, it doesn't even have an instruction booklet. It's like, oh, digital everything. What I really liked about PC games back then, in the 80s, and in, in, uh, late 80s, early 90s, were the big box PC games always had the coolest shit. Oh, yeah. It they, was like they, your collector's they, editions now. Yeah. It, it, exactly. It's like everything. It's like you get your, your regular, just regular, okay, yeah, I'm going to buy, you know, this, this, this Dungeons and Dragons, this RPG, where I'm going to buy this game, and then it's like, you open up, it's like, ooh, I got a cloth map. I got the instruction booklet. Ooh, I got little pictures of this. Ooh, the, I got this gold like, doubloon. I mean, it, it, it was full of stuff that was really cool. And I like big box games because of that. Um, I think the only one I really have anymore is, is the original Doom. But, um, and that, that was something that was cool. Like, you know, like the Ultima games. They always had maps and stuff and, you know, all this stuff. Like a little book of lore. And, and it, it's, it's, that was awesome. Dude, Ultima 9 Ascension. Uh, I got it at, uh, where the hell did I pick that up? I picked that up at um, Northshire Bookstore, actually. Because I went there, I think, with you a bunch of times. That's where yes, I got Yes, yes, yes. That was when it was small. And uh, had the, in the corner out in the back, I had, like, games. Yeah, it was right across the street from, I think, that VW uh, place. Like, that VW dealership. Hand Chevrolet. That was it. That was it. It was Hand Chevrolet and VW, though. Because I... No, maybe it wasn't VW. Because, well... No, it was it was, it was was Hand Chevrolet uh, to the... Basically, if right next to it, uh, across from the parking lot, you had Hand Chevrolet. But it's now a park, but then you had a little, uh, like, uh, fix-em-up shop and a place that sold some cars right across from it, oh, right shit. by where the river was. Yeah. It's no longer there. It got knocked down. The, uh, the owner died. Oh, that sucks. Well, what really sucks is when my dad went to, my, the reason why my dad went to uh, work at Hand Chevrolet, whack when he was a mechanic, he was a mechanic at this place first, and his boss had a massive heart attack, and him and the boss were close. I mean, they, they were actually, you know, on very friendly terms. The boss died in his arms. Oh man! And then they, later on, they knocked the whole building down, and now it's it's a nice little park, you know, with the benches and everything else. If you go to Manchester now, but that's why the uh, place went went gone. Side note, just a little history side note there. Oh, that's well, that, that's okay. Yeah, my dad down. tried his darndest. You know, my dad tried his darndest. You know, CPR and all that. But the 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 level of the level of heart attack was like explosion. Like when you play, remember when you played Primal Rage and a little you know a little heart went and exploded and the brain flattened. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened to this guy. Damn. Like, they basically said the heart ruptured in so many places, it basically exploded inside of him. Well, shit, how, how am I supposed to follow that with my favorite modern Castlevania? Like, there, there is no segue there. That's just violent stoppage. That, that, there's always a segue. I, well, I mean, if I'm going to go jump on a little segue. Well, well, if you want to talk about violent segues, another funny little story, um... Uh, they got some flack for a little while, you know, previously that, oh, they aren't that safe or they, they had some safety issues. And they got, it, it was a new CEO, the new CEO that was only there for a short, short period of time. And he decided to get on the whole, okay, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make this whole, uh, this, this whole mental image of these things not being safe. Turn it around. These things are safe. Did he that CEO was riding face? one? No, he fell backwards off it, cracked his skull and died. Oh, <laughs> the really, irony. Really not helping, man. Stop helping. <laughs> I just keep adding more death to this. with microbrew games. Yeah, I was gonna say this is more I mean, with Castlevania is all about death over here in Dracula. I mean, just you know, helping it out. Jesus, killing me. 
killing me. And now for something completely different. Back to your Castlevania. Season. Okay, so <laughs> my fa- my favorite modern Castlevania. God, I can't believe I'm trying to segue on my favorite modern Castlevania. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go off the rails on this one because there, there's a <sighs> shit. I don't want to say controversy, but there's there's definitely a schism down the uh, down the, the level because a lot of people are like it's not a castlevania game it's not in canon blah 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 and all that shit but uh the castlevania um what was that shadow of darkness or lords of darkness lords of shadow lords of shadow i love it i have them i have both of them that's um i'm I, that's I, and that's the 3ds version of the kind of lords of shadows the mirror of fates i think yeah that's exactly what it was it was a mirror of fate yep. there and it was a there was a 3ds version and i i it was i think it was meant to be a reboot of the castlevania series it was they came up with a whole new like you know origin of dracula it was a complete reboot yeah and, and yeah castle castlevania lords of shadow uh and lords of shadow 2 i have them actually sitting up there in special edition i fucking loved it i loved the reboot i loved the direction that they were going with the story I, I really enjoyed it as well. Right. I'd have to say is I was always big and I always loved the Castlevania being the, um, you know, the, the 2D platforming, you know, met, you know Metrovania type yeah. thing. But I loved Lords of Shadow. Well, the thing that I loved about it I is that it. it took that 2D platforming and it truly and accurately brought it over. Into th- I really it, They did a very good job. I really feel like they did. They I really feel like they brought it over incredibly well. And they, and they took the and they took the storyline and the twist at the end and the betrayal and then, and then of course it really segmented well into the uh, Lords of Shadow too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, just no, I'm not going to go in. I don't want to give any spoilers out. No, it no, was no, really no, good. No, no spoilers, but just I mean, shit. If you haven't if you haven't seen it by now, you're missing out. Well, but it's yeah. a, it's a good game to start up for the uh, the Halloween season. Yeah, yeah, it's a total it's a total great game to start up for that. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I got to put down and say. Lords of Shadow, favorite mod. It just it was really It's not a favorite of mine. If you but, went like if um, you went current gen, like real modern, then I would have to agree with you, absolutely. I went like retro to me is probably not retro to a lot of people these days, considering we're a little bit older than some of the gamers. Yeah, I mean you know, hell, but, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is probably retro. Yeah, actually it's considered retro now though. Which one? Zyber? Oh yeah, yeah, that was when yeah. you started off as like the original Belmont, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Leon Belmont. Yeah, it was yeah. like when you first get like they. It was the basically the origin story of the vampire killer whip. And I've got a bunch of them, of course. Also, the yeah, the the Game Boy Advance versions too. I got a whole bunch of them sitting right here. I love the Castlevania series. Absolutely love it. Yeah, there's a lot of great games, but those those got to be hands down. Those are those are my favorites. And I know, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is fantastic. It's fun. It's it's expansive. It's huge. Um, it's just it. It set the bar. I think. It set the bar for two D side scrolling games. Absolutely, it just does. Especially ones that were, especially ones that had needed a save point that they were so long, saveable ones. Yeah, it just it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't make it like it my final definitive. set the bar though. Say again. How do you mean? Because like it, it put um, a new standard in my opinion to the, um, yeah, side scrolling, uh, um, fucking. Castlevania franchise. Yeah, yeah, man. Because that, of how well it was implemented. Yeah, that, that's 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 what we mean by set the bar. I mean, every other game, every other side-scrolling game that possibly came out had to try to live up to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Especially, especially every other, you know, Castlevania game. 
like the ones on Game Boy Advance, you notice, really tried to recapture that. You know, Circle of the Moon. And... Yeah, yeah, they really tried to... Uh, Portrait of Innocence, I think, or something like Portrait that. Portrait of Innocence, yep. Yeah, they really... No, Portrait really... of Ruin. Portrait also, of Ruin. Yeah, Port- uh, Portrait of Ruin. Um, oh, God, what was the other one? But just even other side-scrolling games. Like, you see a lot of games that come out on Steam that are that are Metroidvania-style, and, and really, you... Axiom Verge. Yeah, yeah, like I was going to say that, Axiom Verge, yeah. Which yeah. they did a fantastic job with that, actually. But you see everybody comparing them I mean, to Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night set the bar. You know, if, if, you know, say, if, say as a game, you know, I'm trying to make, you know, of course, trying to get there slowly but surely. But if, if say, as a game creator, I think my goal in life would be to create a game that others compare stuff to, like they did with Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And who was the, uh, who was the lead producer or designer or whatever on Oof. All right, Emperor Google Time. I am so drunk I can't even type right now. Symphony of the Night Wiki. I love it. I love it a lot. Okay, so... You're not going to be able to find the actual producers for the original, the uh, old school game. No, probably not. Like the first three? You will not be able to. But uh, producer and director was Toru Hagarahara. Uh, yep. I said that wrong. And uh, Ayami Kojima? Ajami... Who's a... Who... Wait a minute. Who's, a... Who's Ayami Kojima? Any relation to Hideo Kojima? I think he is. Now I have to find this out. Because the Toru Hagihara was also the director. One of the directors, too. They had Koji, yeah. Koji uh, Igarashi. Uh, oh, man, this uh, Ayima Kojima, he worked on a lot of the Castlevania. Yep. Kojima, yeah. Ayami Kojima worked actually on quite a few of them. I remember him as being one of the art guys. Shit. Uh, Koji Igarashi for writer, Toshiharu uh, Furukawa. Uh, I'm probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even gonna try to say the rest of the names because I'm gonna fuck them up. But. And of course, <laughs> Michiru Yamane or whatever. I you know the composer, which is just yeah you know, legendary. I I can't pronounce shit <laughs> at all anymore. But yeah, I mean there was uh yeah, there's just fuck there's some great castles. All right, we got to move on because we're we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna stuck talk like this is gonna be the castle. Castlevania will be like three days. Um, so, what are your thoughts on non gamers terrible game, terrible gamers doing reviews on games? And this refers to uh, my question being paid and professionals, to specifically not... paid professionals, not amateurs, you know, or amateur YouTubers. We're talking about like say when you go on like the big name, you know, like whether it be a uh, uh, you know electronics and gaming like say whether it be like say news articles for magazines you know people that review it as paid professionals um there's been some a lot of um scripted professionals yeah there's been a lot of uh a lot of like say um controversy lately because especially with the guy that really sucks at gaming that did the cuphead review and there's been a lot of like say you know a lot of big youtubers commenting on it it's it's like you know some taking the stance of how can you you know how can you do a uh, an article and a review an honest review and not be able to play the damn thing there's some people saying, well, you don't really need to be, you know, you know, really play it that well. And there's a lot of back and forth. So I was curious what your guys' opinions were on this. Wow, that's before a, I gave mine. Yeah, that's a that's a weird question there. It is. It's cropping up all, all right. over the place See, now. So, yeah, I mean, like on on the stance of, I mean, guy, just on the stance of strictly non, you know, non gamers or terrible gamers making a review. I mean, if you a professional if, paid professional, but, but I mean, if you exclude the paid professional part of it. Just a, a non-gamer or or a bad gamer making a review of it. I actually I I, I like those reviews because I I I'm one of those people when I research a game and I read reviews I don't just take one review and say oh yeah that's it like I don't just pick up Game Informer or whatever. Oh, yeah. 
I don't just pick it up and read one review and say, oh, I believe these people or I believe this person. This is the definitive answer. I, I, I never do that. I, I don't do that in real life with anything. If somebody tells me something, I, I validate it. If I, if, for, if, I, if I don't know it off the top of my head, I go and validate the information. That's, oh, yeah. just, that's just the way I am. I've always done that. So if you tell me something and I go, oh, okay, and then you see me looking it up, don't think that I'm like trying to be a dick or, or I don't believe you. I just, I'm, I'm that person. I have to validate the information wholeheartedly. I have to have scientific problems. minded. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, the rest of us just sometimes get lazy. Yeah. So, I mean, like just, just in general on that, I, I like non-gamers in general making a review of a game because they give a different perspective on the game that I, as a very, very long time gamer, just wouldn't have. I just I wouldn't see it. I I I have physically blinded myself to it because I just play so many games. So I, I but if they're it. a non-gamer, they didn't play the game. Well, they're reading a well, script. Well, no, I mean I'm I'm viewing... no, no, that, I mean no, the, the part of this was actually you know them attempting to play it and do a review. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking non. Is what my thought was. I didn't yeah. put it in the question. I, I'm taking non-gamer as somebody who just doesn't play video, and they're picking this up and they're trying to play it and then trying to do a review. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I'm taking it. And to be perfectly honest, I think those are some of the most uh, honest and refreshing reviews you can get. Because really, like you get somebody who's never who doesn't play games constantly. They don't have an expectation in their head. They're playing it for the raw value of the game. And if you can get somebody like that to say this is a great game, somebody that actually doesn't play games yeah. generally for a hobby, it, then you probably could say. Eh. Yeah, if you can get that person to say this is a great game, now it's really tough to figure out when that person's actually saying it and when they're not, and when they're just you know some paid person. But I mean, just just in in general, I mean, like those people, I dig those type of things. I I dig those non professionals, non gamers, or or bad gamers giving a review, just because they they do they give you a fresh viewpoint on what's going on. Now on, on the concept of like a paid professional you know not an amateur or a small youtube i mean i guess i guess i'd have to ask the clarifying question of what is kind of what's classified as a paid professional non-gamer like are we talking what it meant is, is it meant it meant is like a um it's an individual obviously not a gamer by hobby or, or trade but a paid professional in that that they're a paid like say journalist okay so you're, you're talking about like a paid journalist who's playing a game and giving a review even though they're not a game exactly okay so doesn't know how to play the you know game you know. So you mean you well, mean like the Conan played, O'Brien thing? They're paid to yeah. get a reply. Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the Conan O'Brien not. thing, but uh... yeah. So so Conan O'Brien he does like this gamer games by a non-gamer, and he'll play a game where it really you know, he's not a gamer or he claims to not be a gamer, but he plays a game and he gives like what his impression is of it, like that you know that. Oh that, yeah, I did catch that once. That's like a gimmick thing and. I mean, yeah, it was. That, that was, it was a that, that I'm not. I mean, that's just to get viewers and to that, that's yeah, getting, yeah. You know, that, that's finding that um, that kind of niche market, I guess. Yeah, try- I think my, my aim in this question is more like the the paid professional, like the people that write like say reviews, whether it be you know, they write it for games, but they also might write review it for tech, like say a computer. They they, re- they review a bunch of stuff, but they're not gamers, you know, at all, or not good ones at all, and then they try to do a full in depth review of a, of, of a video game. Well, I guess I, I guess I'm gonna fall back on that same one where yeah I, I did people who aren't gamers playing it and then telling me what they think, um, but to a point like if they're being paid 
to review the game and like that's how they're reviewing it i i I don't think i put too much stock in that but if it is truly just like a journalist who is a non-gamer and they're being told hey we want you to pick up this game and want you to review it and they go okay well you're paying me i'm doing it i'm okay with that it's just if it's if it's one of those you're getting paid to review this game like the company is paying you to review this game i don't know if i'm down with it my thing is like when you're paid by a company to review their game, they're paying you to give it a good review. They're paying yeah. you to have that positive bias. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, I meant paid professional as in not paid by the, the game or the company, but paid as in a paid journalist. Yeah, okay. So if they're not being paid by the company, I, I'm still going to fall back on the... Okay. Um, I find them fairly refreshing only because they give a completely different perspective. You know, They give you a non-gamer perspective. And when you live in the gaming world for so long, you get jaded. I mean, you really do. You you, start you get blind. Well, I I'll fall on the side of the fence of if you're paid to give a review of something, you're no matter if you're a journalist, um, independent or whatever. If you're getting paid to give that review, you're you're gonna you know fall in favor of who you're getting paid by. Well, but if you're getting paid by a parent company, like you're getting paid by. The New York Times to review. Yeah, they the just review tons of game. stuff. I mean, the New York Times doesn't really have any specific bias towards whatever game. I mean, if there's bias involved, then yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not down with that. But it's kind of hard. I guess it's kind of hard to find out if there is bias. And I mean, I can. The thing with like gaming is if it's from a realm that isn't tied to like gaming in general, like everyday life, and not focused on like you know the next margin in uh the fucking stock market (laughs) i i i want i want like games reviewed by people that understand games but aren't exactly popular enough to warrant like a a freaking paycheck i can respect that i mean we're just on two sides of the fence on it i can respect it though i can i can definitely respect what you're saying yeah all right, so we we gotta we gotta push forward here because we're we're definitely running out of time. Um, Aww, we got a couple of questions that I think I left in Discord, so let's ask those quick. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna answer my own question real quick. Oh crap! Yeah, go ahead. I totally forgot. The only thing I would say I I, I kind of agree with some some of it, but the only thing like I'm kind of like torn about it, you know. Um, in that like say if you have somebody that's paid that's supposed to do an in depth review, um, they're like a paid journalist, they're supposed to do an in depth review, say of a game. I think you really need to know about games to do a proper review. Like, if... I want to know everything about the game, right? And aside from an RPG, which doesn't take, you know, good hand-eye coordination, if I want to know about the controls of a game, and you have no clue about video games, or, the you know, you can't really progress in the game very well, or you have no clue how the controls are supposed to be, it's 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 hard to really give a baseline and say, hey, are the controls any good? You know, it, it, it's like, uh, it seems like a fun game. I mean, I ran into the same wall the entire time, but, uh, yeah, it seems like fun. I kind of think you have to have some ability to be able to properly, um, you know, review a bunch of games, you know, some games. Like, obviously, uh, you don't need a lot of hand-eye coordination for RPGs. You can figure them out. But if it's something like a, a platformer or, a, you know, you know, a shooter, and you can't even figure out which, which end to hold the controller, I think that puts that whole review at a disadvantage. You're at least going to lose a chunk of that. I, I can totally respect that. See, the thing with controllers is that's the beauty of it. People hold it the way that's comfortable for yeah, them. I mean, I play with my feet. I don't care if like someone's holding it like upside down 
And other people are like, oh, you're holding it As wrong. long as they can steer the character, I mean, if they can't do that, then it kind of defeats the whole purpose. As I said, I, I, can, re- I can respect what you're saying on that. I don't quite agree yeah. with it, but that's that's okay. I don't have to agree with it. But I totally respect what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so next question is, let me see here. This is one is by Slice the Question. I think this might be your first question that you've ever asked. We should, I believe we should so. have like, we should have some theme music. Or like a special thing. <laughs> Alright, so we love you, Slayer, though. And and don't 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 judge us drunk because we're drunk. Um why oh wow, this is this is like existential here. This is this is a deep question. Why do you play video games? Do you find there are benefits? <sighs> that wow. That Alright, I'll bite. Alright, go ahead, man. Because I, I man, I, I, I don't even know how to answer. Why that. do I play video games? Because murdering people is illegal. Benefits keeps me out of jail. All right. I, I'm i totally down with that. I'm totally down with that. You, you know, know those like, hard days at work where you just want to reenact uh, that movie Falling Down? I can't say nope. I cognitively remember Falling Down, but that's probably because I've drank a lot of these flesh and blood beers, which is not a bad thing because <laughs> these things are really <laughs> yummy. They just sneak up on you. Um, well, like a sneaky homunculus. Uh, uh, I think it's... Um, Kurt Russell's character, or maybe Kevin Costner. I can't remember like the main protagonist in it, but he goes postal. Sounds like my Friday night, right? R. D. How about you? As, as, as far as like some deep seated existential thing, you know, to the core, of some like little. I, I have no clue. In short, the easy answer is: Why do you play video games? Because they're fun, flat out. Yeah. I don't. Do I know why I take yes, fun and enjoyment absolutely. out of them? No clue. They're just fun for me. Do you have any find that their benefits are playing? Well, yeah, I get hours of enjoyment and smiles on your face. I, If I had to give a reason, probably the reason why I like RPGs is sometimes it's nice to have a little escape from reality. Mm. That's probably the closest thing I can get to this existential deep-seated question because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm deep, man, like like a mud puddle here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Flangela, I, I, uh, I've been playing video games for a very, very long time, and it's it's actually tough. It's kind of a, kind of a weird question to answer, but I... I honestly play video games to first and foremost some stress and life is just. I thought that's why you fab. Well, that's why I fab too. But I mean, I, I can play one-handed. That's why it's, it's dual purpose. I'm a multitasker. Yeah, true. So let me let me guess. You're playing a shoot 'em up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, first and foremost, it's it's a stress reliever. It's it's a way to. Uh, I don't say suffer because I don't I don't think suffer is the right. I am always going. A hundred miles an hour. I, I don't I don't have a I don't have an off button. I don't I don't really sleep that much, and and when I do sleep, it's, it's jagged and I'm, I'm waking up thinking of all the things I got to do. So I mean yeah. So I mean I'm always going so many miles an hour, and and kind of video games always gave me that that little bit of focus that uh, I just really couldn't get anywhere. You know, it gave, it gave me a chance to stop, slow down, focus on something something that involved my my eyes, my hands, uh, hand-eye coordination. It just involved all these different things that I had to devote to them to make it all work. And if I wanted to be any good at it, I had to I had to devote all that stuff to it. And I'm an all-or-nothing type of person. I don't have an off button. So Actually, I'm doing you know it what? 100% or I'm doing it 0%. Everybody has an off button. It's called the brachial nerve. I can help you out if you want. <laughs> a little, little knife, knife hand. <laughs> yeah, a little permanent nap. Oh, little... it's not permanent. It's actually safe. They 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 practice the Marines practice on each other all the time. Yeah, a little. But if they, bi- a little, by a little, Steve. a little, a little. And you know what? You're out like a like. You'll kind of like you'll jiggle a little bit, fall to the ground, and you're out. 
uh, my, my karate instructor showed that to me. He's like, check this out. And I, I was like, I'll demonstrate this. And I just went, jello. It's <laughs> awesome. It's actually safe. I mean, the worst you might work, wake up with is a headache, you know, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Everybody has an off button. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the... the actual, so says Spock. I'm talking about the more brain off button. Like, oh, 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 not literal. Not a literal off button. Oh, never yeah, mind. Not, not like a literal, I'm turning off and now I'm down for the count. I'm going to wake up with a headache type of thing. More of the, like, I'm always, you know, just my brain is always going. Like, even now recording the show, I'm, I'm recording the show. I'm also typing up um, schoolwork as well as I'm playing Destiny 2. I'm not doing one thing at a time. I'm, I'm always doing multiple things at a time. So, Do you, just video games kind of, it was always that way of kind of centering me and focusing me. Now, granted, I've just gotten so good at the damn things that I can do them now simultaneously with all sorts of other things especially a no-brainer like destiny destiny is just kind of like i just play it to, to grind out and make it so i can focus on something else see so do you remember those old like say movie reels and they're going on, on the on the thing and then they run out and it's just kind of a blinking like white light and it just kind of spins like thwack, thwack, thwack. yep there's my brain <laughs> you just hear the tick, 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 in the background thwack, 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 thwack. so yeah that's 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 my that's my answer on why i play video games um Whacking about like a 1944 diesel engine. Do I think it's beneficial? Do I think it has benefits? Uh, I think it absolutely has benefits. But, big but there, just like anything else in the world, like alcohol, like... Moderation. Yeah, yeah, moderation. Total moderation. Like if We're you're, gamers, but we haven't died of blood clots yet from sitting for yeah, if you're, days. I mean, if you're sitting down and you're playing games 20 hours a day, and like your whole goal in life is to get on Twitch and have them pay for you to sit there and play video games. And no offense to those guys who are doing it, but like that should not be a profession. In my personal opinion, that should not be a profession. That should be a hobby. And if you get paid for it, cool. It's just like like woodworking. Like gaming tournaments. You know, or, or, you know, model train building or something. If you get paid for it, awesome. You should not, you should not be focusing your job on building little model trains. I got, like I, in all honesty, if if I even tried to sit that long, I'd, I'd be like, honey, I'd, I'd come up to my wife, it, it, it broke, it fell off, I'd be handing her my ass. <laughs> yeah. It would like literally fall mm-hmm. off. Yeah, like I got this comfy chair now, but even this comfy chair only lasts so long before I'm like, yep, tap out. It's it's like, even, even when you're like, you know, comfortable and sitting on the, the on the porcelain throne and you sit a little too long checking Twitter and then suddenly your legs are numb and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You look down and you see those two red marks on your legs because you've been sitting there too long and you've been squatting, pushing those elbows against it. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got marks on your arms. You know, you, you, you try to get up and your legs are numb, and then you know, you know, you they got the the red the red red ring around your ass cheeks. You know, it was like Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon Two, where he's like, "You got to get you moving." It's like I've been sitting here so long, my legs are numb, I can't move like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I envisioned with the like like I've never done it. Thankfully, I'm happy to say that I've never done it. But that's what I envision when people are like, yeah, I'm sitting on the can and I was there for so long my legs fell asleep because I was on my phone. Like, that's what I envision. I, I, I envision Danny Glover sitting on a can like there's a bomb about to go off and that's what these people are doing. They're like, I couldn't get up. The toilet paper said it was going to explode. I bet you know, you nobody has come up with it. You know, you've got people dying of blood clots and, and, and stuff and, and, and health-related issues from sitting too long playing two games for, like professionally. Like, like, when people get badly injured or when you want to kind of, like, work out, like, you know how, like, um, Bruce Lee, he had the little thing to work out the muscles in his abdomen and his back, the little, like, electric zaps? Yeah. 
man, just strap your legs. Your muscles will be pumping that blood. And just strap them all over your legs and just have every zap, zap as you're gaming. Well, I mean, huh? you, you, you'd be all like, not only would you be like, you know, no blood club, and you get up and have like, you know, you have some swole ass bodybuilder legs. I mean, your upper body. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> funny, but it, it, it's going to look like you skipped everything but leg day. And you, you got the guys that are like nothing but upper body. It's like, hey, dude, dude, oh, dude, dude, wrap your leg day. You'll be the leg day. Yeah. yeah you, you will you'll be able to transform. That, that, uh, Join together like the power zoids. <laughs> that cartoon that used to be on uh, freaking, I think it was MTV. Um, the one with the duck. So it was a detective? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what was the name? Well, his wife had like the super jacked legs and the super skinny torso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, Chun Li from the waist down. Anywho, I, I think that I think that answers uh, Slangel's question. Great question. Kind of that one made me think. And being drunk and thinking is not always conducive to one another. Great question. Super great question. All right. So next one. Um, who's gonna read the next one? I will. All right. Good. Have I'm you ever tried this. a chili and ginger cider rated at eight point five percent volume? Would well, you try it? Who asked that one? I, I already yes. know who asked Stains it. Stains by Kim's um, All right. Yes. Um, I guess this is a very specific drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this as a very, I mean, it, 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 what, what, I've never heard of it. So, I mean, it, would I try it? Fuck yeah. I mean, as long as it's nothing I'm allergic to, fuck yeah. Uh, but the question is, is this like, when you say chili and ginger cider, is it like apple cider with some chili pepper and ginger added as spices? Is it... Or is it ginger beer? Is it a ginger he, he didn't link the cider? Damn, he didn't link the damn beer, which you should have, but... You know, I'll try. I'll try anything. If it's twice. ginger beer with a, a chili in it, absolutely. I love ginger beer. I will absolutely try anything twice. And that sounds. I'd even drink. I'd even drink chili. Fuck it. Oh, dude, don't be unless like unless, unless you add in <laughs> those nuggets. No, <laughs> just whatever you do, don't be like that guy who bong ripped the friggin' Carolina Reaper. Don't be that no, guy. No, oh, no, no, no. Carolina Reaper, stay away from my chili. Yeah, like like he definitely deserved to. Just die a horrible death because that was an. But the answer to your question, Kings be or Saints be Kings be negative Ghost Rider. I have not tried it. I want to. Send me a link. Send me a picture. Send me something. I I will if it's near, where we can find us. Yeah, if it's in the local interested. store, I will send you money to just have you send it to me. And I know it'll be like a horrible amount of like shipping, but I don't care. I'll try it out. I'm always down to try new beers. So I think that uh, I think it comes to the end of our question. Everybody answered that last one. With stains, well, I think we all agreed. Try it, right? Yeah, have, for me, at least. have not absolutely. But... I can't wait to hear uh, the cast so I can see how he answered mine. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely. <laughs> we did. We answered them all too. Zyper's like, what about my questions? We answered You'll them all. You have to listen totally to find out. No, I already knew they were passed by like the order of the questions. All right, so. Um... <laughs> Zyberblood, tell people where they can find you. Well, when I'm not having audio issues, you can find me um, streaming on uh, Twitch or uh, Mixer, and that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D for Zyberblood. And the same thing for Twitter, Zyberblood. Um, or you can find me on the uh, GNA Podcast Discord or Zyber Games Discord. Rock on, rock on, man. Well, D, where can people find you at, man? They can find me, uh, Microbrew Gamers, with a Z instead of an S at the end, .com for my website. It links to my YouTube channel. Uh, same thing, Microbrew Gamers with a Z at the end. 
Uh, I've got Vidme. I'm going to be starting to do more with that since YouTube's kind of playing around with its uh, reimbursement and, and flagging videos for who knows why. I'm going to be trying to go and focus a little bit more on Vidme. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me occasionally on Twitch. I haven't been on there in a while. Of course, GNA. You can find me on um, Facebook. So pretty much most social media. Of course, Discord chat and everything else. Um, hopefully not stuck in the bathroom with numb legs if I've been on, on, on social media too long. <laughs> and I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitch, Cecil Xavier on Facebook, uh, Cecil Xavier. Uh, oh no, Cecil versus Games on Twitter, not Twitch. Cecil Xavier. God, I got so. But it's for the children. It's for the children. So yeah, you can find me pretty much Cecil Xavier anywhere: Mixer, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, the only thing that's different is Cecil versus Games on Twitter, but that's where you can find me. So we hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. And if you like the show and you want other people, you know, if you want us to continue the show, really, have other people find it. That'll sign in. Have people rate and review it. We love to read your reviews. We seriously do. So good, bad, indifferent, we don't care. We want to hear it. The facts so we can actually learn something. Yeah, if we're screwing <laughs> something up, fucking tell us. We want to know. We love that. We really do. Like I, I'm. We, we we don't really want to. We don't really try to be stupid. It just comes naturally. Yeah, it's just it's how we were bred and born. Yeah, when your brain starts soaking in alcohol. What do you mean start? I don't think ours ever straight. stopped. Yeah, it's it, Al Bundy said it the best. The brain doesn't need blood. You just need to keep the brain wet. wet. Um, I remember that episode too. We're also on uh, we're also on Google Play Music, with, uh, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. So find us there on the every one of those. Trying to get, we're trying to get out there as much as we can. If you know someplace else that you listen to and you haven't heard us, let us know. Somehow listen to this, or somebody's told you about it. We're not there. Let us know about it. Get on there. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at the GNA Podcast or join the Discord channel. See that pinned tweet on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Find us there at GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting. Twitch feed at www.twitch.gnatwitchcast. Last but not least, check out the GNA Xbox community. We got one going there. I think we got a PS4 community going too. Uh, check us, check yes, us all out do. on there. Uh, join us in. We're probably playing the hell out of Destiny too. So join us on that. We're a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community, where you can find great shows like Geekology, Geekologist Radio, and My Morning Coffee. Go check them and us out at ninjapancake.com. Email us at GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one. Questions, comments, death threats, whatever the hell you want. Okay? We'll read it on the air. Fuck it. You email us and it's good or bad. We'll, we'll probably, actually, no, not probably. If I actually get it, I will fucking read that shit on the air. Good, you bad. Can say whatever the hell yeah, you want. If it's funny, it'll be even better. Just, just be warned. We'll read the whole thing. So if there's anything you don't want read out, make yeah, it known. Or if you like write a whole 18-page dissertation on chaos and like Schrodinger's cat or something like that, we will read it in the yep. Deckard Cain voice. Yep. That's going to be yeah, our we'll, show. That, that will be the whole show. And I'll read it in the Deckard Cain voice like I would read the Penthouse. It will all come out. And face Diablo. You really want to make it a long episode? As out his cube. Read, read it like Jerry Lewis in the original Eddie Professor, professor stuttering in a hall. And, and we'll have a guest appearance by uh, by Wanta. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'll read the footnotes. 
Well, thank you guys for joining the show, man. It's always fun to have you on. Have a great night. Absolutely, brother. Roast. Das Vidania. Yeah, Vidalia onions too, too. <laughs> Good night. Good night.